Welcome back to Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank Podcast. On those this podcast, Lane Frank, we're in ad episode number 20. We're 20 episodes through, and there's a lot to discuss. The Super Bowl is set. The NBA is heating up. This is going to be an action-packed episode. Stay tuned for Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank episode number 20. Now, let's start with episode number 20, how we always do with our headlines. In the NBA, Colin Sexton is having a breakout year. What, he dropped like 40 points against the Nets the other night? And I called it back when, right before the NBA season started, I said Colin Sexton would be one of the players who would have an amazing year and have a breakout year. Not was correct on that. The Nets, they're a bit iffy to me. When they lost those two games to the Cavs, I was like, okay, lost two games to the Cavs. But I did expect them to bounce back and beat the Heat two times, which they did. They played really well against the Heat in those two games. Maybe they just don't match up well with the Cavs or anything. I think they're still a top-five team in the NBA in the Nets, no doubt about it. Maybe just Kyrie and Harden don't coexist as well. Maybe they don't play as well. But Harden and, Harden and KD are just amazing together, and sooner than later, they'll be able to all be able to play together pretty well. The Lakers are still the best team in the NBA, though. I mean, is this even up for debate? The Lakers are still the best team in the NBA. The Nets, no. Like I said, the Nets are still a top-five team, but they're not the best team in the NBA. Lakers are still the best team in the NBA. Let's move over to the NFL now. The Super Bowl is set. Buccaneers versus Chiefs. Around episode five, episode six, episode seven, I'd say. I think I said a Buccaneers-Chiefs Super Bowl. I think it did. My preseason pick was Packers-Chiefs, but then I think around episode... Yeah, like episode five, six, seven, eight. I think one of those episodes said Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl, which it is. Buccaneers versus Chiefs in the Super Bowl. What a matchup this will be. The Pro Bowls this week. Super Bowl is next week, but it's going to be a great matchup. Matthew Stafford is expected to part ways with the Lions. You know, um, I really thought that they want to keep him. Dan Campbell, it seemed like he wanted to keep Stafford and they would build players around him, but no, they're going to move off Stafford. They're probably going to draft a quarterback in the draft. Mo Kuyper even had uh, Justin Fields going number seven. The Lions, what amazing. I mean, that would just be amazing for them, but I don't think he slides that far down. Matthew Stafford is parting ways with the Lions, though. Aaron Rodgers lost yet again. You know, Aaron Rodgers had the most at stake in that conference championship game. If Josh Allen lost, everyone would have been like, well, it's Josh Allen's third year in the league. That's not that big of a deal. It's his third year in the league, and he got to the conference championship game. He's a young player. He'll be back there one day, and he'll make the Super Bowl one day. And then Patrick Mahomes is like, oh, he's already won a Super Bowl. He already has an MVP. It's fine. He loses in the conference championship. Tom Brady, I mean, he already has six Super Bowl rings. Does anybody really care? No. If he lost, no, they wouldn't have. Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. He's lost like four times now in the conference championship. 2016, 2014, 2019, and then now this year. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't do well in conference championship games. He finally got home in the frozen tundra, and he couldn't get it done. Maybe that was his last game in Green Bay. It might have just been. We're going to talk a lot about that in episode number 20, this episode. But Aaron Rodgers, he lost that conference championship game. So did the Bills, but the Bills lost their game. The Bills kind of, they played that game too conservative. I didn't love how Sean McDermott's approach to that game was Brian DeBull's approach to that game. But they'll have Brian DeBull back next year, it seems like. doesn't seem like Texans are going to hire him. So that will be interesting if the Bills can make him run up the Super Bowl next year. It will be. That's the news in the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, MVP, LVP. Today's MVP is LeBron James. 46 points against his former team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has been tearing it up this week, LeBron. He is MVP this week. No debate about it. I think he might. Be, I think he's the first um, NBA player this season to win MVP. So, for us, 
scored sports. He's the first NBA player to win MVP season. Congratulations, LeBron James. You're the MVP of the week, in my opinion. LVP, Aaron Rodgers. This really even a debate? I mean, this just baffling to me how he's lost this many conference championship games. Aaron Rodgers, you're easily LVP. You gave away that game. Jay Alexander gets a pick in the red zone. You proceed to go three and out. Okay. Then Jay Alexander gets another interception. You proceed to not even get past the 50. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, you, you probably they, the Packers should have gone for it on fourth down, but like the play before or two plays before, he could have easily ran in for a touchdown. I'm sitting watching it on my couch. And I'm like, why did he not run that in for a touchdown? He didn't. Wasn't a good move for him not to run that in for a touchdown. Okay, whatever. Fourth down, they didn't go for it when they should have because Matt LaFour said he had trust in his defense to kick, and then that that's why they kicked the field goal. But if you had so much trust in your defense, then you go for that, and if you don't get it, you pin the Bucks on their own 10. Think about it, Matt LaFour. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you're easily, or really just Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFour, you two are easily LVP this week. No debate about it. Who's your MVP? Who's your LVP? Leave that in the comment section. Now, did you know, and today's a good did you know, did you know that Sean McVay beat out the Calvin Johnson 2003 for Georgia High School Offensive Player of the Year? That's crazy. Sean McVay, or I think it was Player of the Year, Sean McVay, the Rams head coach, beat out maybe considered one of the best wide receiver talents of all time, Calvin Johnson, for Player of the Year when they were in high school. Yet Sean McVay was stuck as being a head coach, and Calvin Johnson was tearing it up in the NFL. That's crazy. Did you know that Sean McVay beat out Calvin Johnson in 2003 for Georgia High School Player of the Year. I doubt you knew that, but if you did, leave that in the comment section. Now, who's going to win out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes? Should these teams, well, I'm going to say, say I was the GM of most NFL teams I'm about to name. Should these teams make a push for Deshaun Watson, try to trade for him, or should they not? Let's jump into it. Should the Jets try and make a trade for Deshaun Watson? No. No, they should not. They would have to give up the number two pick this year. The second pick of the second round this year. Their first rounder next year. Maybe the first round of the year after that. Maybe you can give up on the Seahawks picks. But it'd be like the same situation he's in in Houston right now. No pieces around him. I think you keep on to the number two pick. Maybe... I really don't think this is a good fit for Deshaun Watson. I don't think this is a good fit for the Jets either. Joe Douglas has been known for going after star players and giving up a bunch. I mean, C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I don't think the Jets should go after Deshaun Watson. The Steelers. Yes, 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 they should. Sorry, Ben Roethlisberger. They should easily. This is an easy decision. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm sitting at my desk right now, I want Deshaun Watson as my quarterback next year. Send done. They need Deshaun Watson. They should make a push for him. The 49ers. I say yes, but you'd probably have to tell me what you're giving up first. I don't want them giving up too much 49ers for him. Because Jimmy G, like, I like Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. I've done the assessment on him so many times, how they're great with him and they're terrible without him. But Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo, so maybe they could be. They, if they got Deshaun Watson, they'd probably be a Super Bowl contender next year, which is crazy to say because they'd have Nick Bosa back couple of George Kittle fully back healthy. Maybe they bring back Richard Sherman. But I think that the 49ers should go through Sean Watson. The Bears. No. Bears should just start a rebuild right now. No, you don't go after Deshaun Watson. The Saints. 
No, you'd be way over. The Saints would be way, way, way over the cap if they got him. They're way, way over the cap. You got so many distractions, distractions on that team. James Winston should just be your guy. Don't get Deshaun Watson. The Dolphins. Yes, I've been saying this for a while now. The Dolphins need Deshaun Watson. It would work out perfectly. You know, Tua. I like Tua as a player. I really do. I, maybe he just had a rough rookie year. Training wheels are going to be off for him next year. There's not going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick there to come in for relief, teach you everything. There isn't going to be that for you next year, Tua. So, if Tua struggles next year, then the Dolphins' Chris Greer, their GM, sits in his office saying, dang, I should have made that trade for Deshaun Watson. I don't want that to happen to the Dolphins. They need to go after Deshaun Watson right now. They need to get him. The Bengals. This is an obvious no for me. Joe Burrow is going to be back healthy next year. He said that he expects to be back the first week of the season next year. Yeah, that could happen. And even if not, then he'll be back maybe midseason after like week two or something. Bengals, yeah, they should not go after Deshaun Watson. Am I saying Joe Burrow is going to be a better player than Deshaun Watson? No, but this one will work out. No. The Rams, last one. Um, yes, I'm going to say that reluctantly. I'm 50-50 on this one, sort of. I like Jared Goff as a quarterback. He's a good quarterback, um... You know, good thrower, but some things that, I mean, just like, Jared Goff took you to a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Just, like, over two years ago. He's a good player, Jared Goff, but Sean Watson is a better player. This works out, L.A. They'd probably be my Super Bowl pick if they did get to Sean Watson. Like I said, I'm 50-50 on it, but right now I'm sort of leaning a little bit towards, yes, getting to Sean Watson. That's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. Like, do you think the Jets should go after Deshaun Watson? Do you think the Rams should go after Deshaun Watson? Do you think the Bears should go after Deshaun Watson? Leave that in the comments section. All right, let's do something different. Hot take of the day. This is a good scenario I've come up for Jets fans. You know how I just said you should not get Deshaun Watson? Well, I'm going to make it up to you here. It's kind of wacky, my scenario that the Jets should do, but I'm going with it. All right. So, you, you have the number 25 pick, I think, from the Seahawks. Because the Seahawks, the Jamal Amstrad and everything. You trade that pick to the Lions for Matthew Stafford straight up. Matthew Stafford's going to be your quarterback next year. Then, you have the number 2 pick. You trade that to the Bengals. The Bengals give you the number 5 pick. They're 2023 first-rounder. And they give you the 5th pick of the second round. So, you get all of that just to move down three spots. That's a good deal. Okay, you take Jamar Chase at number five. Good player. He might even be better than Devontae Smith in the NFL. Maybe. I mean, I think he might be, actually. Then, you have two top five second-round picks. You take Najee Harris with one of them, and you take an offensive lineman with the next one. This works out perfectly. So you got Matthew Stafford at quarterback, Najee Harris at running back, Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, and Jamar Chase as your receiving core. And then you got Mekhi Becton, and then maybe another offensive lineman on that O-line. How's the sound, Jets fans? It's kind of wacky. I'm going with it. This would be insane if this happened. They would be in the playoffs next year if this happened. I'm not sure if the Lions would totally give up Stafford Jets for number 25. I mean, first-round pick is just amazing, but I'm going with it. Jets fans, you should be happy about this. This is a much better deal than giving up everything for Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson's an amazing player, much better than Matthew Stafford, but this would just be amazing for Jets fans. Just, it would be a temporary fix, you know? Matthew Stafford, who's only going to be there for seven years, then he might retire or something in injuries. But yeah, Sam Darnold, maybe. Or you could trade Sam Darnold for another second-round pick, first-round pick, whatever, third-round pick, fourth-round pick, whatever it might be. This is 
wacky scenario. Jets fans, if you're watching this, leave your thoughts in the comment section. If you're an NFL fan, leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's what I think. Now, let's play a game here on Squared Sports episode number 20. Three and out. So the coaching carousel this year has been absolutely just madness. Will these new NFL coaches, these rookie NFL head coaches, will they be there for three years and then out of there? Three and out. Or will they be there for a long time? Let's jump right into it. Right away, Dan Campbell, new head coach of the Lions. Um, you might bite your kneecap off, so uh, I don't know about this guy. I'm going to say three and out. Yeah, I don't see this guy uh, staying long. I mean, it's a culture hire. He's not very, he's not a, he's not an amazing coach. It's a culture hire to change the culture up there in Detroit. If you want to change the culture, I would say keep Matthew Stafford. He's your building block, Matthew Stafford. You should have kept him. I don't know about this guy. If he struggles after two years, I think he's out of there. Dan Campbell, not sure about that hire. Three not for me. Nick Sirianni, the new Eagles head coach. Right when I saw that, this was a, I was just like, this is a slam dunk hire. Slam dunk hire. Frank Reich, I mean, he worked under Frank Frank, Frank Reich. Frank Reich was obviously the offense coordinator of the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl. The year Carson Wentz has MVP year until he tore his ACL. This was to fix Carson Wentz. This, is, this wasn't for Jalen Hurts' desire. This was one reason only, to fix Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback for the Eagles next year. No debate about it. This is a really, really good hire. So this guy's going to be there for a long time. He's not going to be a three and out, Nick Sirianni. Maybe if he struggles in his first year, second year, maybe he's a three and out. But I don't think so. He will not be a three and out, Nick Sirianni. Brandon Staley, the new Chargers coach. This guy's legit, and he won't be a three and out. He's going to be there for a long time. He's a defense. It's a defensive uh, coach because all we've been saying all year is how bad their defense is, how bad the Chargers' defense is. They would have been a playoff team if that, that defense was any better. They would have been. And, like, Nick Sirianni, he hired Shane Steichen as his offensive coordinator. Shane Steichen was uh, the Chargers offensive coordinator last year, and that Chargers offense was really, really good last year. That was a good hire by Nick Sirianni, but Brandon Staley's going to bring in his own offensive coordinator, his own staff, his own offensive staff, his own defensive, his own defensive staff. This is a good hire, in my opinion, for the Chargers. He won't be a three-and-out. Arthur Smith, this guy's a four-and-out, not a three-and-out. He's probably going to be an uh, eight-and-eight record in his first year. He'll probably get seven and nine record his second year, and then people are going to be a little skeptical. Then he'll finish finish like nine seven ten six in his third year with a good year, and then in his fourth year he'll finish six and ten, and he'll be out of there. I'm not sure about this hire. I mean, he's a four and out for me, not three and out, but I wasn't completely sold on this hire. Robert Sala, no, this guy is also legit like Brand Staley. He's going to be he's a culture hire, but he's also a good coach. So I'm t- this is. This is going to be a good hire. The Jets better understand that they're going to be a terrible team next year, maybe even the year after that, probably the year after that also. you got to understand, you got to understand that. So this guy's going to be a good coach when, once he gets the right team and everything. He will not be a three now. Urban Meyer, the last coach. Yes, Urban Meyer will be a three now. He will not be fired. He'll not be fired. He'll probably have two seasons then right before he'll start thinking about retirement or something. Then his third year after his third year he'll retire or something is. They won't be that great of a team, the Jags. Maybe they'll make the playoffs one year. I mean, this Jags team, their roster, maybe the worst roster in the NFL right now. Urban Meyer will be a three and out, not because he gets fired, but just because he wants to retire or some dumb excuse that he always comes up with. That's why I think leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's bad for three and out this week.
Now, top five. Later on in the episode, it's usually earlier on in the episode, but it's later on today. Today's top five is top five teams in the NBA. We haven't done it yet this season. Let's get into it. Number one, I said in the headlines, it's the Lakers. The Lakers are the best team in the NBA. I don't even need to talk much about it right now. Lakers are easily the best team in the NBA. Number two, the Celtics. Bit of a shocking pick. They're at 10-6 and six right now, but Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, they're going to improve a lot down the year. I like how Jalen Brown's playing this season. They're at number two, in my opinion, just above the Brooklyn Nets. That may change somewhere down the line, but right now, actually, I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics to make the finals over the Nets. Right now. That'll probably change somewhere down the line, but the Nets are at number three for me. Number four, the Clippers. They've been playing well right now, but Kawhi's been out. Paul George is going to be out. Patrick Beverly was out in that Tuesday game. So, you know, Clippers, like last season, they started off so well. Then they collapsed. They did terrible in the bubble. Paul George has been amazing this year. I did not expect him to be this good this year. And he has been. So, they're number four, in my opinion. Number five, the Milwaukee Bucks. Is this the year they're on the table in the East? Is it? No, it is not. They lose again in the semifinals, the Eastern Conference semifinals. Not the conference championship. The Eastern Conference semifinals. They're probably going to lose to either the Celtics or the Nets because that's going to be my conference championship pick in the East right now. So, the Bucks, they're a good team. Keyword good, not great. I think they're better than teams like the Jazz and the Nuggets. That's why I'm putting them at number five. Now, my two honorable mentions. I'd probably put the Nuggets at like six. Nuggets, I like them over the Jazz. Jazz are the hottest team in the NBA right now. Cool. They're going to collapse somewhere down the line. They're going to collapse in the playoffs. I don't really care about the Jazz. Maybe Donovan Mitchell proves me wrong. Whatever. Jazz are at number seven. Nuggets are at number six. Those are my two honorable mentions. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Those are my top five teams in the NBA. Now, you know how we always do a look back. Let's do something different. A look ahead. Who will be, like, I'm going to name a couple teams, and I'm going to say who their starting quarterback will be in the year, in the season, 2021. I know it's still the 2020 season, but there's only one game left. Let's start looking ahead. Who will be, like, the Eagles starter? Who will be the Patriots starter? Let's get into it. Who will be the Texans starter? It will not be Deshaun Watson. It will be Jacoby Brissett. He's a free agent this offseason. He's a good player. A really, really good player, actually. He's not going to be one. I don't think he's going to be the Colts starter next year. I don't think he will be. I don't think they're going to want Cam Newton, the Texans. Jacoby Brissett is a good player. And I think he will be the starting quarterback for the Texans next year, not Deshaun Watson. The Eagles. It'll be Carson Wentz. All right, I don't care about Jalen Hurts. I don't I don't care when people say Jalen Hurts will be the Eagles starting quarterback next year. People who say that, I don't agree with them. It, he will not be the Eagles starting quarterback next year, Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz will be. That Nick Sirianni hire was just for Carson Wentz. It's not going to be for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts will be QB2. Carson Wentz will be QB1 for the Eagles next year. That's all there is to be said. Carson Wentz will be the Eagles starting quarterback next year, and you'll have a great year next year. The only reason Carson Wentz struggled this year was because he despised Doug Peterson. They were they were like almost enemies, pretty much. He would want to change the play whenever. They, it was just dysfunctional team last year, 2020 season. But in the 2021 season, Carson Wentz will be the Eagles' starting quarterback. The Packers. It'll be Aaron Rodgers, all right? I want you to maybe put in a scenario here where the Rams get Aaron Rodgers or the 49ers get Aaron Rodgers. That wouldn't happen. Or the Colts get Aaron Rodgers or the football teams, Washington football team, something like that. No, 
Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers next year. No debate about it. He'll be their starting quarterback in 2021. The Saints. People want them to go after Carson Wentz. People want them to draft a quarterback. People want them to maybe go after Deshaun Watson. You're going to stick with James Winston. You better. James Winston learned a lot this year. I mean, he threw a lot of interceptions before that 30. I mean, this isn't before he threw 30 interceptions. He threw 15 interceptions, but... One year into the risk-it-biscuit, whatever that Bruce Aaron system is called, he throws 30 interceptions. Tom Brady struggled this year a little bit in that risk-it-biscuit, I don't care what it's called, system where he throws a lot of picks because just throw it up there every play. James Winston, he learned a lot from Sean Payton. He won't be as aggressive. He's a good player, James Winston. He actually could be a great player. I heard someone say uh, they would they would take Cam Newton over James. They, they would rather have a bag of like Doritos over James Winston. I thought they were crazy. I thought James. I think James Winston is a great player, a great player, not a good player, a great player. That's a hot take. James Winston better be the Saints' starting quarterback next year. I think he will be. The Patriots, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is gonna be an amazing. He's gonna, you know, every year at the Senior Bowl, everyone show one player just shows out. Justin Herbert it was last year. Daniel Jones the year before. This year it'll be Mac Jones. And it'll fly up draft boards. There's not a combine this year. If there was, then his stock would go down because he'd not do well in the 40. Mac Jones is going to be the Patriots' starting quarterback next year. They're going to take him with the number 15 pick. He's a good player, Mac Jones. He's going to be the Patriots' starting quarterback next year. The Colts. It's going to be Matthew Stafford. It will be Matthew Stafford, actually. I was thinking maybe Matthew Stafford 49 or something like that. I actually predicted, I think, a couple of months ago. Not on that, on, not on an episode, but that Matthew Stafford will be the 49ers starting quarterback. Maybe that will happen. But I like him with the Colts, Matthew Stafford. That would be a good scenario. I think he's the Colts starting quarterback next year. The Washington football team. They're going to make a mistake, and they're going to go after Cam Newton. Ron Rivera is going to want his Carolina guy, and that would be a mistake. Actually, you know, it, it might actually be Kyle Allen their starter next year. It might be. It won't be Alex Smith. It won't be Taylor Heineke. Maybe it's Jameis they go after him. I hope they do. They're going to make a mistake, and they're going to get Cam Newton. That's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for a look ahead this week, a segment that we're going to use a lot coming up in the future since the 2020 season is coming to an end. And that's my predictions on who these teams' starting quarterback will be in the 2021 NFL season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, let's do a quick check-in on the NBA Awards. Who's pretty much leading the MVP race right now? My preseason pick was KD. He's up there. Joel Embiid, Paul George, a couple other guys. Bradley Beal's averaging 35 points a game. They haven't played enough Wizards. So I think right now the MVP is either it's Joel Embiid right now, the MVP. I hope it's KD because that was my preseason pick. Hopefully that stands correct. But right now, that's who's probably going to be MVP if the season ended right now. And then uh, rookie of the year. Who's a, my dark horse rookie of the year this year is Emmanuel Quickly on the Knicks. He was a late first round pick, and he had 31 points against Dame and the Blazers the other night. He's been tearing it up for the Knicks, tearing it up. He's had some inconsistent games. RJ Barrett might actually win most improved. RJ Barrett had a lackluster rookie year, and he's been improving a lot this year. It'll probably go to somebody else, but maybe he'll be a finalist for most improved RJ Barrett. Emmanuel Quickly might win rookie of the year. But LaMelo Ball's up there. James Wiseman is up there. James Wiseman was my rookie of the year prediction before the season. Anthony Edwards, I mean, nobody's talking about him. He's been the most underhyped number one pick. 
of all time. And that's crazy. I mean, and I probably have to say, the team that took the biggest step back, who I expect to take a big step forward, would probably be the Pelicans. I mean, they've been atrocious this season. They have not been good at all. They just have not been. They have not been playing well. Zion, I, everyone was comparing him to LeBron coming out of the draft. I never ever thought that he would win an MVP or maybe he'd win like... When he came out of the draft, I was thinking, oh, maybe he'll win like a defensive player of the year a couple times in his career. Like, he'll never ever win an MVP. He'll probably make All-NBA first team a couple times, but he'll never ever win an MVP. I don't think he will ever win an MVP. I don't even think right now, I don't ever think he'll even make an All-NBA first team. My comparison for him, I think, coming out of the draft before I had this podcast, was uh, Blake Griffin, not LeBron or anybody like that. Zion play style is nothing like LeBron's play style. LeBron's a small forward. Zion's more like a center. Zion gets to the free throw line like 20 times a game and can't make a free throw. Shoots under pretty much almost under 50% from the free throw line. He's not been great this year, Zion. They've been taking a big step back. LaMelo Ball is taking a little bit of a step back this week in the NBA. That's about for NBA award check-in. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, question of the day. Today's question of the day is, should the Pro Bowl just be canceled forever, right? It got canceled this year. I mean, the Pro Bowl's this week, but in Madden. Not many people watch the Pro Bowl always because it's not very exciting. It, it seems too formal. It's, it seems like an NFL like regular season game, which is cool and all, but it's supposed to be the all-star game for the NFL. These are some changes they should probably make to make it just more exciting. I mean, make it, make it no pads. Make it where players don't have to wear pads. Players don't have to get all dressed up for a whole game, make them wear jerseys and stuff, that's cool, but just no pads, squirted football, whatever it might be, just more trick plays, make the Pro Bowl more exciting, Maybe make it high scoring, make a, like the XFL did with a three-point conversion, stuff like that, make the Pro Bowl more exciting, make more, just the NBA All-Star game, it's exciting, because it's intense, because people won't kind of want to watch a little bit, like this year was intense, but it was also arcade with the new style they have. NBA Ulster game. The NFL needs to do something like that with the Pro Bowl because every year the rings are just going to dip, dip down because, I mean, maybe they should just cancel the Pro Bowl forever now. That's what I'm thinking. But they need to make some changes to it if they're not going to do that. That's the question of the day. Should the Pro Bowl be canceled forever? Leave that in the comment section. That's about for Squared Sports Lane Frank. Episode number 20. It's a great episode. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view for the best sports content in the world.